Touchdown with Erin Masemola on the bench with local legends. Your questions, your heroes. Welcome to the Touchdown with Aaron Masamola, right here on the Joyride on OFM, the sound of your life for the last 35 years. Now, every cricket fan in South Africa is quite excited at this point in time. Of course, we've got the T20 knockout tournament that is currently being played in South Africa, but also another big talking point is what lies ahead this week, and that's of course the Proteas starting their campaign at the T20 Cricket World Cup that will be hosted in the United Arab Emirates as as well as Oman. Now joining me today is a level three cricket coach. He was also a former first class cricketer and he's a cricket commentator and an analyst. His name is Usain Manak. Usain, how are you doing today? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Aaron. I'm doing I'm doing very, very well. Tell me how excited are you for the T twenty cricket World Cup that's lying ahead this weekend as the Proteas start their campaign taking on Australia. I think the World Cup's always exciting. I think, um, you know, we've started actually um, commentating on, on the prelims, which is the initial qualifiers, you know, with Scotland and Afghanistan and Sri Lanka in there as well. So, so that, that's already started. So I think the hype and, um, you know, the, the, the focus around um, the World Cup is already there. But I think the, the, real, the real World Cup, um, shall we say, starts when South Africa take on Australia. That's going to be a big opener for South Africa. So we're all excited to see how it goes. Definitely. Let's talk a little bit about the Proteas, but let's take a step back. Let's look at the series victories taking on the West Indies as well as Sri Lanka and Ireland, of course. How important were these series victories just to build some momentum for the Proteas? Very important. I think you know when you go into a big tournament, it's important to go in with a bit of confidence. And I think that's what they've done. So, you know, prior to, remember prior to the West Indies, South Africa haven't had a good... T20 record in the last year or so um, under Mark Boucher, but you know, having had a few wins now, although you know, Ireland probably an associate nation or you know, another probably one of the major uh, uh, cricketing nations, so you could kind of take that quite likely. You don't want to read too much into a victory over Ireland, um, but I think overall, it's just good to be going on into a big tournament like this with some level of momentum. Proteas um, will still have a few unanswered questions, some concerns around, particularly on the batting side. You know, um, when you go into um, the subcontinent or pitches like in the UAE and Oman, you're going to have pitches that will probably take a bit of turn at some stage. In a tournament like this, they'll probably be reusing pitches or playing on worn surfaces. And I think one of the biggest questions is going to be how South Africa plays spin. Um, apart from the fact that South Africa do have some quality spinners themselves in Shamsi, as well as Kishab Maharaj and um, Fortain. So, you know, they want to try and use those pitches to their advantage with the spinners they have. But I think the, the real big question is going to be how well South Africa play against the spin. Because most other nations coming against South Africa know that South Africa battle against spin. So that's really going to be the big question. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to see how that plays out. <laughs> I would like for us to talk about the big question, and it's always a big question heading to these big tournaments, and that's the issue of squad selection. I mean, many cricket fans would argue that a player like Faf Duplessis, who was phenomenal in the IPL final quite recently, should be in the squad. A player like Imran Tahir should be in the squad. Looking at the squad thus far, would you say that you are happy and that we've selected our best players to play and represent the country? No, I don't think so. I don't think we've got our best team there. Um, there's no two ways about it. I mean, if you if you, if you can leave after Plessy out, he's certainly 
for me, should have been in that squad. I think um, you want to make a plan to do whatever you need to do to try and get him in that squad. And I'm not saying um, be unfair to anybody, but at some stage, if you want to win the World Cup and you want to challenge, you've got to try and get your best team there. Um, there's no doubt in anybody's mind that Fafta Pussy is one of your best T20 batters, most experienced in the world at the moment. And um, on current form, um, not even a few few days ago, he played that match winning inning against, um, you know, in that IPR final. So that alone tells you um, that South Africa, <laughs> in my mind, made a, made a massive mistake there. But, you know, it creates an opportunity for somebody else and somebody else comes into the team and, and who knows, maybe we'll find a future star. So there was a blessing um, in, in, in these type of things and sometimes they meant to happen. But, you know, when you, when, if, if I was in, in the system and you, I look back now objectively sitting on the outside, you go like, how could you ever leave somebody like that out? Um, I know there's challenges around the fact that a lot of these players play in and commit them, themselves to T20 tournaments around the world. Um, but you need to find a compromise. I think going forward, South Asian cricket um, are going to have to find a way to deal with these players who are not contracted and players who are playing around the world in tournaments. Um, there are so many of them, and, and and the number of players who are going to be playing in these tournaments are going to grow. And it's not only an AB de Villiers or Fafta Pussy or Indian Tahir. The numbers are going to grow. There's so many more now. And if South Africa really want to compete, if you're only going to consider your players playing in your system, um, then I think you're going to come short. Well, you're never going to, um, you're never going to be able to put your best squad on the field. That's the first thing. And remember, most of the players that are playing in these tournaments around the world are probably not always your best players, but they would probably be among your best players. Definitely. <laughs> Let's look at a player like. Kahis Rabada, a player like Markram and a player like Norkia. Now, these are players that were recently playing in the IPL. How important will these players be in terms of just giving the pro tiers that edge or that additional advice because they've recently played in these conditions? Yeah, it's, it's massive because you um, conditions play a big part if they've played, which they have now in on those pitches um, over the past month or two um, in the IPL and even previously then it does make a massive difference um, as opposed to going in with completely you know, inexperienced players who haven't played in those conditions. So, yeah, the experience and not only the conditions. Remember, they, you know, they've been playing international cricket for a while, IPLs for a while in these tournaments and they obviously would have come across many of the opposition players that they're going to be playing against in the World Cup. Let's look a little bit at the warm-up game that we saw against Afghanistan being played earlier this week. We saw Aidan Markram scoring 48 runs as well, Temba Bavuma on one, as well as Tabriz Shamsi taking three wickets, again showing us why he's one of the best spinners in T20 cricket as well. Looking at this particular warm-up game, would you say that we've got the, the players gelling well and that we are moving slowly but surely in the right momentum as we today now take on Pakistan and then of course getting ready for the big one on Saturday against Australia. Now, I wouldn't want to look too much into the warm-up game. I think we saw, for example, up front, um, Timber Bavuma, who was come, coming back from an injury, just really needed to spend some time in the middle. So he took that opportunity to spend a bit of time. And you, so you wouldn't want to look too much into the performance as a whole. Some people look at strike rates and go, they should have been batting quicker. But, you know, really the aim of the warm-up game is to get your top-order batters spending a bit of time in the, in, in the middle um, 
and developing a bit of confidence and uh, maybe just feeling feeling like they're fighting in the middle of the bat so when they come into um, the big games um, and, and opening game as you say against Australia then, then they're firing all cylinders you, I mean I'm, I'm not sure you'd want them playing at 100 or 120% in the warm-up games I think you'd more want them to refine this type of skills that they need they are going to need when the, when the tournament proper starts you know so yeah, but I think it's encouraging when a few of the guys perform, particularly your key players. Uh, I think Malcolm is probably going to be one of them. I'd be surprised if he isn't. Uh, Rabada is absolutely a key. Shanzi is without a doubt a key. He's you know the number one spinner bowler in the world. So, yeah, I mean, South Africa have a few uh, key players. Quentin de Kock uh, being another one. So, there will feel about four or five players who form the core of their team. And, you know, if, if the, the core of their team... Uh, does well, and the senior players who are that core uh, leave from the front. So I think I may well compete, and I know a lot of people are writing them off at this stage. But you know, funnier things have happened in World Cup tournaments. If 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 certain players just you know find form at the right time, and things go your way, um, T20 cricket is such a format that one over can change a game. Um, I mean, we saw the Island game the other day against Netherlands, where one over. Four weeks just changed the entire game, turned it on its head, you know. Where you felt at some stage the Netherlands were in the game, but suddenly they lose four wickets in one over, and the game turn, turns around. It's very difficult to recover from that. So, you know, T20 format is one of those formats that, you know, it just takes sometimes one player to really have a fantastic game, and he can win the game for you single-handedly. It's very difficult to achieve in, in, in the longer formats. Very difficult because there's always an opportunity for players uh, teams to come back but I think it's encouraging that some of the players have already started performing um, so I think we do have a few um, concerns as I said particularly around the batting in the middle order which they want to look at uh, how they form the balance of their team the makeup of the team on the day they 11 against who they play against is going to be interesting to see um, and who they leave out is, is going to be a factor so they're going to have to operate quite smart um, on the day read the conditions well, read the opposition, and make smart decisions in the heat of the moment. I think that's really going to be key because when it boils down to the crunch games, remember they've got Australia, England, West Indies in their group, and of course two of the qualifiers. Um, those are big teams, you know, those are all big teams. And so they're going to try and beat at least two of those three in order to qualify. Um, if they can beat all three, great, but those are three tough teams to beat. You know, so they do have their work cut out. There's no two ways about it. I would like for us to answer the big question and every single South African is asking themselves this specific question. Looking at the past, unfortunately, there are so many ghosts. We should rather not talk about those ghosts that lie in the past, but we want to look forward towards this T20 Cricket World Cup. Is there a possibility that the Proteas with the current squad that they have could possibly bring, bring back home an ICC trophy? Anything's possible, you know, I think... <coughs> I think, you know, you look at the team, and, and, and as I've just alluded to that, if you look at the core of this team, you've got a few key players. So you've got Rabada, you've got Shamsi, you've got um, Quinton de Kock, uh, you've got Bavuma, who's the skipper, um, you've got um, Nokia, and um, probably Arasi van der Dissen could form part of that. Um, core, you know, because of the experience he has playing T20 cricket, he's got a good record although he's not playing international cricket for a long time but 
you know, if you take those guys and they do well, then, you know, South Africa may have a real chance. So it is definitely possible. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle, but I think if, for South Africa to win or compete or get to the knockout stages, what has to happen is they're going to have to be at the top of their game all the time. I don't think they can afford to slip. They don't have the, the balance, the makeup, the experience in their squad to be able to slip up. I think if they slip up um, and they don't play their best cricket, they're going to fall out. So they're going to have to play their best cricket. If they play their best cricket, I think they can compete and they do have a chance. Definitely. Trust me, many South Africans are hoping that we finally bring back that first ICC major trophy. Usain Manak, thank you so much for joining us on the Touchdown today. And of course, we look forward to some great cricket on Saturday. Pleasure. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you. Touchdown with Erin Masimora. On the bench with local legends. OFM Sport. The personalities behind the plays.